Anyone claiming that America's economy is in decline is peddling fiction. I've abandoned free market principles to save the free market system. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Raising the debt ceiling does not increase our debt. It does not somehow promote profligacy. I know words. I have the best words. Nobody knows the system better than me, which is why I alone can fix it. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to a brand new episode of Peddling Fiction, Friday edition. Happy Friday, everybody. Hope you got a nice weekend in store for you. I, of course, am your host, the voice and soul of so-called fiction, Johnny Profita. And with me, as usual, Justin Hillbilly Boy Campbell on running on no sleep with obnoxious kids. They're not in the background anymore. Oh, he's over there. Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, there he is. Yeah. <laughs> he he switched sides on me. All right. What's going on, man? Hush. <laughs> oh, not much. Dealing with dealing with kids. Yeah. I, uh, I got up and got ready for work about 1 32 o'clock yesterday afternoon. Worked from 6 p.m. until 6 a.m. this morning. Got uh went and picked up my kids, came back home, did a little bit of yard work and uh checked on the goats and the chickens collected eggs we've done some stuff around the house and uh aside from about 45 total minutes of non-consecutive naps i am running on absolutely no sleep plus i've been drinking uh, for a couple hours now so this could get interesting for me we'll see yeah you know next time is that an alcoholic beverage right now adult beverage oh and only a little bit Oh, you you got to tell me these things next time so we can coordinate. <laughs> it's no fun if you're the only one drinking, right? Uh, I mean, uh, according to my children, I'm an alcoholic, so it's usual for or it's not unusual for me to be the only. Not in the background. Yeah, well, uh, I hope they're at least they're getting a um, a nice lesson in what it takes to uh, pay for all those video games and things that the kids are into these days. Yes, absolutely. This is uh, we we do economics one hundred and one every day around here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a little jealous now because I just have some iced coffee in my uh, free markets mug here that you can't see, but uh, maybe we'll take a little break for some, uh, some ads and I'll throw a shot of bourbon in here or something. I think I still have a little something in my liquor cabinet, man. They left me with nothing here. (laughs) They fucking pillaged my entire bar cabinet. I probably had over a case of wine in there bunch of whiskey, you know, all all kinds of shit. And it's just gone. (laughs) That's what happens when you let people stay at your place. Yeah. The first thing they look for is the alcohol. And then after that, they go for the food. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it wasn't a six month supply. Actually, I've been gone for more than six months. I was thinking about it because the last time I was here was last, like early last November or like late October, early November last year. So yeah, it's been like eight months, so I can't blame them for that. But if you are staying at somebody else's place, have the courtesy to replace the booze that you drink. Just common fucking courtesy. 
it's going to be another one of my uh, uh, epic rants that I do is going to be just the tragedy of the commons where people fucking use your place and just trash everything. I don't want to give away too much, but it's just like <laughs> my, my place was trashed. My, my fucking sister, God bless her, came came here with her uh, boyfriend, and like really did a nice job cleaning everything up. But there, there's other little things that just drive me fucking crazy. Just like people that don't like wash their dishes properly before putting them in the dishwasher. And they're like, everything's just like cloudy now and like dingy. I, I, t- I had to take every fucking piece of silverware out of the drawer. I'm just like, fuck it. I'm not eating off of any of this. I had to throw like five sets of shit into the sink. And I spent like an hour just scrubbing them. <laughs> I did an episode of my show where I, uh, I think it was last Monday. I talked about my OCD and like some of the shit that um, just like, I don't have any good logical explanation for it. It'll just like drive me insane. Uh, like, like I'm the guy that if the dishwasher is loaded and it hasn't been run and I open it, I will take everything out and reload it because it has to be loaded the right way. Um, and and like nobody loads it the right way except for me apparently, and me. I also do it properly. You know, I I would be willing to bet that all of the people who load it the right way, all actually load it the right way, like according to each other. I I think it's like the yeah, it's like a sixth sense that we have. Uh, yeah, that and just not like wa- like rinsing the dishes completely before they go in. I am a fucking Nazi about that. I don't like little pieces of food crusted to the bottom of my drinking glass because you didn't rinse your plate. Um, but yeah, I, I don't consider that OCD. I just consider that fucking regular cleanliness. I cannot tell you how many times having kids I've said, don't put your plate in the sink with food all over it rinse it off like scrape it off in the trash can then rinse it off and then put it in this isn't rocket science like i'm i'm not asking for a whole lot here yeah yeah they need to spend some time in mexico most places don't even have dishwashers you gotta do everything by hand we don't have a dishwasher here and i i think that is a uh i think it's a good thing i think it actually kind of limits the amount of dishes that everybody uses because they know they don't have the option to just dump it in the dishwasher so yeah yeah, it builds character. <laughs> in Mexico, the, the dishwasher is just called manual labor. <laughs> manual. All right. Anyway, we did not uh, gather here today to just uh, talk about cleaning dishes and, uh, and <laughs> problems with kids. We have much bigger issues at hand because the Democrats are coming for our guns, despite what they say. You know, it is it is really fun. You know, that is like a classic Republican talking point. Like they're coming for our guns. And then you hear the Democrats be like, this isn't about coming for your guns, but we're going to ban all the guns. <laughs> like, right, like, they'll, they'll do it within the same breath. They'll they'll like talk about legislation that would effectively ban everybody's fucking gun from existing. But this isn't about taking the guns. No, no, no. This is always about the children safety about being a a decent person with common sense 
It really is just fucking. Yeah. You, you just rolled your eye. Like the eye roll that I suffer is going to be debilitating pretty soon. Listening to them talk about God, like people that have no business talking about these things. They have no idea what they're talking about, what they're even trying to regulate. You would think you would think if you're going to pass legislation and you're going to get in front of hundreds of millions of people, you would do a little bit of prep and know what the fuck you're talking about. Like I do more prep for this show <laughs> for a couple thousand people on a good day than they do for talking to 330 million fucking people. More you know, if you include foreign countries. They have at least done a moderately decent job this time around of not getting up and standing before Congress and holding a gun and explaining all of the parts in the completely wrong way and pulling out bullets and calling them something that they're totally not and like just completely butchering everything about the factual just physical guns themselves yeah like they yeah, have well, they too seem to have learned their lesson on that because there were so many uh as this has gone on over the years there have been so many clips and videos that have like circulated of them getting up and just completely butchering everything about guns and proving that they literally know nothing about this thing that they're trying to talk about which you know once we get to it like everything that biden said in his speech is really indicative of the fact that uh he he may have authored the the 94 crime bill and everything else but he really does not know shit about guns or or any of this stuff at all yeah yeah it's a pretty great little um window into the minds of particularly democratic politicians but politicians in general like uh, when you're on the left like it the 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 facts don't really matter it's more of just this emotional argument so you don't have to know what you're talking about you don't have to you know you get the gist of it you get the emotional appeal of the argument it doesn't matter if they get every fucking aspect of the argument, like every fact within the argument completely wrong. The details are completely wrong. You know what they meant from an emotional perspective. And, and that's all that really counts. I, I mean, as far as they're concerned, they don't have to get a single factual detail right. As long as they as long as they can strike a chord with the people who also don't know anything about guns and get them to push for whatever it is that they're that they're pushing for legislation wise, then it's a win. Like it's, it's, yeah, the, well, it, it's the root failure of democracy. It's morons convincing morons to vote for moronic shit while all, and, and there are more morons, unfortunately, than there are smart people. So at the end of the day, all the smart people are sitting around going, what the fuck just happened while the morons are having their way because none of them know anything. Yeah. Well, you know, they have the moral high ground because they they're the only ones that care about the children. So obviously, whatever they propose, um, they, they get the moral high ground. It doesn't matter if they're, they're actually right about anything or what they're proposing would actually solve any one of the, the multitude of, it, of problems surrounding this issue. They're the better person. And you're you obviously hate children and don't care how many have to be slaughtered. Uh, in order to to cling to your guns and your Bibles, that is uh, that is their position. It is, uh, you know, they they uh, the bill I believe 
there's like eight different bills now. It's really hard to fucking keep track of everything because every pussy politician out there wants to get their name on this legislation to show that they've accomplished something. Again, I think that's a horrible measure for a politician. Like the, the idea that we, we put these people into power to pass laws, to make things, you know, to take away Americans' freedom, to, to make things illegal. With, with every law, you become less free. And that is the measure, apparently, of a good politician. That is how they have fucking framed this issue of government. The more bills they pass, like, oh, that politician, what did he ever do? What's his signature piece of legislation? Uh, you know, it's like the reason Ron Paul was the best fucking politician ever was because he just voted no for everything. It's like, no, you can't do that. No, we're not doing that. Well, uh, that, that should be the measure of a politician. But they're calling this the the main bill is like protect our children act, which okay, could so be I've against got a, protecting uh, the children. Like, I've got a good I've got a good clip for that one. If you want me to pull it up since you're since you're on the uh, the protect our children act. This is. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. this is what's his name? Um uh hmm. Representative Mondaire Jones of New York. Let me let me pull this same as you did. Let me pull this clip up and and show this cuz okay. he he gets yeah. he gets real good and fired up about the uh about the Protect Our Children Act. So we're going to Yeah. We're going to let yeah, Mondale, well, they're, they're all heroes. Like, yeah. And and by the way, before you roll the clip, just keep in mind the peddling fiction rule of thumb when it comes to legislation. Whatever the name of the legislation is, what's in there is the exact opposite of what they say is in there, uh, the exact opposite of the name of the legislation or the intent of the legislation. It will have the opposite effect. So go ahead and roll it. So here we go. The Protect Our Children Act. When you were kids, but we can't let you get away with this anymore. Enough is enough. Enough of you telling us that school shootings are a fact of life when every other country like ours has virtually ended it. Enough of you blaming mental illness and then defunding mental health care in this country. Enough of your thoughts and prayers, enough, enough. You will not stop us from advancing the Protecting Our Kids Act today. You will not stop us from passing it in the house next week and you will not stop us there. If the filibuster obstructs us, we will abolish it. If the Supreme Court objects, we will expand it and we will not rest until we have taken weapons of war out of circulation in our communities. Each and every day, we will do whatever it takes to end gun violence, whatever it takes. What we will do is not fail the children of this country the way that you have failed us. The generations of Columbine, Sandy Hook, Parkland, and Uvalde. I yield back, Madam Chair. Yeah. Yeah, they're all they're all fucking heroes. He's such a hero, a tough guy doing the Lord's work. Um, we're just I love how he just goes. We're going to violate everything that we swore an oath to uphold and defend in order to save the children. He really buried the lead, didn't he? Like, I mean, if if uh, the filibuster gets in the way, we're going to abolish it. If the Supreme Court gets in the way, we're going to expand it. We're going to do everything we can, uh, legal or not, to push this down your throat. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, I, and I'm sure once they, you know, if they were to accomplish that, 
that's the only thing that they would use it for, right? The only the only reason that they would abuse the the power of the Supreme Court and get rid of the filibuster is just so that they can disarm, <laughs> you know, uh, they could take away uh, assault weapons from the American people. That's where it would end, you know. And then they would reinstitute the, uh, the the regular Supreme Court. They'd put back the filibuster. It's just for these, you know, this emergency, this extenuating circumstance of school shootings. And by, yeah. by the way, you know, we, we didn't really talk about bringing this up, but if they want to really talk about failing the, the children of America, you know, it is tragic. I don't want to downplay the, you know, how, how severe and tragic these uh, school shootings are. But I do have an article here that the Social Security and Medicare are going to be completely fucking bankrupt in 13 years. Um. Some might say that's going to affect a lot more than the, you know, 30 children that have been, uh, you know, whatever, the 19 children and then the 30 that were shot in Chicago this past, you know, there's hundreds of millions of people's lives are at stake with a lot of these government programs, these promises that they've made to the American people that, you know, these these Ponzi schemes are completely collapsing in front of our, yeah, right in front of our eyes, but. Nobody wants to deal with those. Let's just talk about the guns. And I mean, we're we're we are definitely going to get into it because we're going to talk about Biden's speech and some of the things that he said. Like they want to make this big push on guns and completely ignore so much else that's going on. Like it's it it it, it shows you what their agenda is. Like that's did you see where the new uh, Chilean socialist president has basically said that they're going to take away all guns period there will be no armed uh, there will be no armed resistance to his regime i did not but that is fucking terrifying right right <laughs> i mean that's yeah I, I uh scott cohen had a great tweet that i saw the other day and it was you know something to this isn't verbatim but it was something to the effect of like the us government is arming people in ukraine because they consider them allies. The U.S. Army is, is trying to disarm people in Russia because they consider them enemies. In an unrelated news, the U.S. Uh, the US government is trying to disarm the American people. <laughs> it's just like, because they consider you a fucking threat. They consider you an enemy, not an ally. Clearly, you disarm your enemies, you arm your allies. And there's, you know, they, they get on this fucking, this high horse, this fucking moral high ground, like they care about kids as if everybody else that, that owns firearms that wants to be able to protect themselves doesn't care about kids, which is absolutely fucking ridiculous. And then they do this thing where it's like, even Republicans don't fucking frame this argument, right? It drives me crazy. It's like, we have these constitutional rights. We have a constitutional right to the second amendment. You know, the second amendment is a constitutional right. It's like, no, no, no. You have constitutionally protected rights. It's a very important distinction. Okay. Our rights do not come from the constitution. It's not there to grant us rights. We have a right to protect ourselves, particularly from the most violent, fucking evil people on the face of the earth, which is governments around the world, Chilean or otherwise. The U.S. government is the biggest fucking proponent of violence around the world in my lifetime. 
the only ones that have fucking uh, dropped massive fucking bombs on places like Hiroshima. Um, we have a right to protect ourselves. The Constitution is there to protect that right. It's not a right that's granted to us by the Constitution that these people can just fucking cross out or nullify because they, they don't like that right that we, you know, that we have as human beings. And speak, speaking of that, do you want to play the clip from? Uh, I do. From Ciceline. Um, yeah. Is this guy Italian? He's a fucking disgrace. He's got to. I mean, with a name with a name like Ciceline, he's got to be right. He looks he looks Italian. He's, his last name's Ciceline. He's from Rhode Island. All right. So he's let's connected play. down Providence. Fuck uh-huh. this guy. He's a disgrace to Italians everywhere. Go ahead and roll it. Danger to themselves and others such that they might commit mass murder, have a constitutional right to access a firearm, and to deny them that right would, quote, trample on an individual's due process and Second Amendment rights. You know who didn't have due process? You know who didn't have their constitutional right to life respected? The kids at Parkland and Sandy Hook and Uvalde and Buffalo, and the list goes on and on. So spare me the bullshit about constitutional rights. The gentleman not be, no, I will not yield, and I'm not gonna yield for my entire five minutes, so don't ask again. <laughs> so first of all, these risk protection- he, he got good and fired up. Um, I mean, he, it's a, it's an interesting speech, but man, like, how wrong is he? Spare me your bullshit about constitutional rights. It really is just unbelievable. The the disdain these people have for the Constitution. You know, they're they're like literally at fucking polar opposites. It's a tug of it's a constant tug of war, even though on the other side of the rope, they've like their entire reason for existing in theory, you know, the lies that they tell us uh, in government schools, the propaganda is that they're there to, you know, uphold and defend the constitution. Okay. Okay. And then you put a camera in front of them, spare me your bullshit about constitutional rights. I mean, the, the left, especially like almost at every turn, they are ready to throw the first and second amendment out the window immediately. Like, yep. And you can see why, because they are, you know, they want to control people and the only way that they can control, you know, like the armed, the armed population, our citizens, the unarmed population are subjects forget whose quote that is, but yeah, they, they want you to be a subject. They think of you as a subject. They think of you as their property that like listen to the way they talk about taxation you know the you're, you're you're basically lucky for anything that they allow you to keep that that you've earned it, it 100% of it belongs to the government 100% of you belongs to the government and anything that they allow you to keep you should be grateful for that's a gift from the sicilines and the uh, senator warrens of, of the world um, i i can't you know <laughs> Spare me your bullshit about constitutional rights. And people are, you know, there's there's a whole, you know, segment of the U.S. population, tens of millions of people that cheer that on, that have no idea, like, how quickly things can go bad when you don't have an armed population. 
Not, you know, again, they, they like to straw man this argument and be like, oh, you know, you don't need that gun for hunting or who needs more than 10 rounds in a magazine. This is not about that. It never was about that. It was literally about protecting us from these fucking narcissistic sociopaths who have, you know, numerous SWAT teams at their disposal. They have the largest military at their disposal, and they're clearly not afraid to use it. Well, and they always try to make this argument that, well, when the Second Amendment was written, you couldn't just own a cannon. Yes, the fuck you could. What what makes you think you couldn't just own a cannon? That, yeah. The, where the, does that the, argument come from? Or the argument that they didn't have high capacity, whatever. There is, there's literally, I'm trying to remember the name of the damn thing. There is literally a Gatlin gun that was designed in their like pre-revolutionary war. Um, that's like, it, it's a chain fire type of weapon. Yeah, uh, there are all it. kinds of high caliber, <laughs> like high capacity types of weapons that were designed prior to and during the American Revolution. Like, yeah, yeah, no, no, the, it just it just applies to muskets. It's like, <laughs> yeah, the, oh, yeah, it's like the the dumbest low IQ argument ever. It's like even if it did just apply to muskets at the time, muskets at the time were weapons of war, so. <laughs> You carry that over to the weapons of war now. Um, you know, it's a one-to-one relationship there. Right. But it's, I, I, it's what the police force would have had. So whatever the police had, that's what you were permitted to have. Um, have you looked at what the police roll around in? Like, I feel like I need one of those big, uh, what what are they called? Like the six-wheeled armored car thing? Like, that's what I need. And instead yeah. of my instead of my cute little Dodge Ram, I need one of those big six wheeled armored tank things. Right. Yeah. It, it's got it. It's so stupid. And then, like, imagine if everything else in the Constitution was just void as soon as there's a technological advancement that changes the medium of how it's done. It's like, okay, we're not using a pen and a uh, quill and fucking ink anymore, so you don't have the right to fucking write anything you want. They didn't oh, have the internet in 17 whatever, so you don't get to have a – Yeah. You, your First Amendment doesn't apply anymore. Yeah, I forgot that, that little footnote at the bottom of all these founding documents that none of this applies if we advance technologically in any way. Yeah, y'all don't, y'all don't leave the, uh, the 18th century technology. Otherwise, all of this is null and void. Forget it. Yeah. Yeah, and you know who also didn't have um, you know, due process – and constitutionally protected uh, rights to life. That, that, that was one of my favorite parts of his little uh, grandstanding speech there. Uh, the, first of all, the, who was the, uh, what was the guy's name? The U.S. citizen that was drone bombed by the Obama administration without any due process. Oh, fuck. Yeah, that one gets, that one gets ignored. Um, shit, now I can't yeah. remember his name. Well, I mean, and then you've got, you, Duncan Lamp is the like the big libertarian one that the guy that was literally on his knees cooperating with the police and got shot in the back of the head for begging, begging for them not to do it <laughs> like that. That is one of the hardest. If you thought the fucking uh, the George Floyd video was tough to watch when that guy's sitting on his neck, watch the Duncan Lamp video. That's the one right where he's in the hallway and he's yeah. face down on the ground crying begging not to be fucking executed and they execute him 
for, for no fucking reason. Yeah. I mean, and, and I'm almost a hundred percent positive. That one was a, a gun related thing. Like they were, it was a gun seizure of some, for some reason. Um, I yeah. can't even remember. I don't this think. Is, he, yeah. Like, I don't this think it was anything nefarious on his part. Like it, it was. Uh, they just straight up fucked up and executed the guy in the hallway, and then nobody has has served any or has suffered any consequence of that. Like it's just no. Well, he, you know, it was his, his white privilege really kicked in for that one, <laughs> and so right, kicked uh, in we, right we obviously don't. Yeah, we don't care about that story. But this is the way that we get treated by government agents when we are uh, potentially armed. <laughs> you know, and I uh, in another clip I was I was watching of these guys. They're talking about, oh, well, you guys always think that more guns are the the answer to this problem, and we just need to have more guns in the hands of the American people. We have more guns than people as it is, and. We still have all this. It's like, yeah, but you've made it illegal for them to take these guns just about everywhere. They always seem to forget that aspect of it, where all of these places are just soft targets that, that they put the little no gun zone smoking sign up there. So, so for my uh, my my fact checking of the fact checkers, I, I feel like we may have talked about this before, but maybe not. Did you see the the fact check on um there was an article that was posted that said that Joe Biden was the one who implemented the gun-free zones. And the fact checker says, no, that is misinformation. And here's why. And then they go on to explain that actually Joe Biden did not institute the gun-free zones. Joe Biden instituted the 1994 crime bill, which included the gun-free zones in it. But he did not do the gun-free zones. He did the 94 crime bill. Don't don't get right. yes. don't, don't get this mixed up. Yeah, no, it's not what's in the bill. He just gets the what the title of it, the first page. That's all he gets credit for. Right. Nothing else that's actually in there, unless it's a good thing. <laughs> Isn't that fucking nuts? That like that's effectively an acknowledgement that the 94 crime bill and gun-free zones are the problem. Uh, but like, don't blame. Biden. Yeah, why wouldn't don't, he want credit for it? Like, don't blame Biden. Yeah, don't blame Biden yeah. for that. Why not? Uh, but did, doesn't he think gun-free zones are? a I mean, what are you doing if you uh, make all these guns illegal? You're doing the exact same thing that that stupid cigarette sign does. You're making the entire U.S. a gun-free zone, except that everyone's already going to have a bunch of guns. The people that are prepared to violate that law will probably violate ones that are far worse than that. And you just, you're just going to have a black market in, in guns like we do with cocaine, like we had with marijuana, uh, like we had with prohibition of alcohol. And, and by the way, like they never, uh, they actually amended the fucking constitution like they were supposed to, to prohibit alcohol. They've never actually amended the constitution to prohibit all these other controlled substances that they've just declared illegal. Right. Which, you know, uh, none of that's constitutional, but you know, who cares about, you know, spare me the bullshit about your constitutional rights. (laughs) That's, that's the problem is that probably solidly 85 to 90% of the U S population doesn't actually know what the constitution says or what their constitutional rights actually are. And I would argue that probably that much or more of Congress does not know either. They, it's it's all some made up bullshit of however you feel is what the Constitution says. Never mind what it 
might actually say. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it is like every time, you know, we don't have very impressive people in government to begin with, but they are getting exponentially worse. Like we went from, you know, the Nancy Pelosi's of the world to the Alexandria Ocasio Cortez's. They're, they're, they're going to be the next ones to carry the torch. But there's like maybe three or four people in the entire fucking government that I've that, that like, I actually think are like smart people that I value their insight on, you know, like the Thomas Massey's of the world. Like none of these people would be impressive if they were in any other facet of life. You would not listen to them. They would not be an authority on anything. I was, I was watching this, uh, this whole fucking, you know, debate over this legislation. And they had that guy, I forget his name, but he was the one that was worried about Guam tipping over. If you put too much uh, military equipment on it. Have you seen this quote, dude, Google like Guam tipping over. It's got to come up. This guy's still there. And I, I, he's like the most uncharismatic guy too. He starts talking and it's like slow and like, it's like he's trying to put you to sleep, but he's actually on the floor of Congress talking about how if they keep putting more military equipment into Guam, he's worried about it tipping over. And he's dead serious. He's dead serious on this. <laughs> it's just like, this guy's still there. This guy's still there. What's her face? Aunt, uh, Aunt Esther. <laughs> Still fucking there. Holy um, shit. I'm I'm gonna be making this into the intro for Monday's morning show that I do. So if anybody's curious about Guam tipping over this, I'm gonna I'm gonna run this clip for that. Son of a bitch. Yeah, I should I should have put that into my uh, <laughs> into my <laughs> intro. God damn it. Um, but yeah, these these are like the least impressive people you you could possibly imagine. And on top of that, they're just pure fucking evil. Like th these people to, to get on, you know, in front of a camera and pretend like they care about children, like they care about the American people's safety is so fucking disingenuous. Like they're supposed to be the moral authority on this and we're supposed to look to them to do something. Uh, that is a fucking fantasy. And we're going to get into some statistics here. Should we, uh, you want to play the, uh, play Joe Biden's first clip. Second Amendment, like all other rights, is not absolute. This isn't about taking away anyone's rights. It's about protecting children. It's about protecting families. It's about protecting whole communities. It's about protecting our freedom to go to school, to a grocery store, to a church, without being shot and killed. We need to ban assault weapons in high-capacity magazines. And if we can't ban assault weapons, then we should raise the age to purchase them from 18 to 21. Strengthen background checks. Enact safe storage law and red flag laws. Repeal the immunity that protects gun manufacturers from liability. Address the mental health crisis. Oh, there we go. The trauma of gun violence and as a consequence of that violence. These are yeah. rational common sense measures. And if Congress fails, I believe this time a majority of the American people won't give up either. I believe the majority of you will act. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, say, I, I have a, I have a lot of thoughts on, on this. Uh, it, it, 
man, like you, because you have to start, you have to start at the very beginning of, of like this quote. And they, they actually, um, whoever runs, because there is a 100% chance that it is not actually Joe Biden running Joe Biden's Twitter account. I, I, I don't think he's with it enough to, uh, to do that, but they posted this, the majority of this quote on his, uh, his Twitter page and, you, you've got to really take it from the top and look at like the, the, the first important thing that he said is we need to that we need to ban these assault weapons. OK, well, what the fuck's an assault weapon? Like they've never defined an assault weapon. I literally have a spear foot and a half from me. It's an actual spear. It is sharp. I can assault multiple people with it quickly. That's an assault weapon. There are baseball bats, swords. Like What's an assault weapon? They don't they never do anything to to define assault weapon. Like you're just to assume that that means AR-15. But But then if you push them on it, they'll say semi-automatic weapons. And they don't realize that that means like every fucking gun in existence today, basically. Every handgun is a semi-automatic for, you know, 90% of them, whatever. But yeah, yeah. I don't think, I don't think any of my guns are not. I think, okay. I got two shotguns that are not semi-automatic. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I mean, I could do a lot more damage with a fucking shotgun than I could a fucking semi-automatic. You don't have to have any skill whatsoever. It's buckshot. You know, you probably had two or three people with each fucking pull the trigger. But yeah, you know, it's funny. The uh, the Guam guy, the, re- the 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 whole point that he was trying to make. I guess Republicans introduced an amendment to the bill that would allow for victims of domestic violence to be able to transfer firearms or something like that, to be able to still get firearms or possess firearms if you're a victim of domestic violence. And his big hang up with that was that that was like a a Trojan horse loophole that would open it up to anybody to just claim that they were victims of domestic violence. And he wanted that. He's like, what is a victim of domestic violence? How do you define domestic violence? How do you define victim? All of a sudden they want all these definitions on things, which is like (laughs) a victim of domestic violence is a much clearer uh, term than assault weapon. But he was trying to say he was trying to make the argument that like somebody that was being bullied in school could be considered a victim of domestic violence. <laughs> this guy is he might be the dimmest bulb in Congress. Like he is he is worse than AOC, I think. And uh what's her fucking name? Ann Esther, I always draw a blank on her name. Uh, I mean you know, but, Maxine Waters. But that's like that's that's that is completely like irrational. Like you're not going to claim domestic violence to get this loophole that to buy a weapon. Like you could yeah, have just well, bought yeah. the weapon without this loop, loophole. Like you didn't have to claim that you were a victim. Of, that's like, that's, that's like the most ass backwards, dumbass fucking thing that, that a human being could say. I, yeah. I, I just thought it was interesting that all of a sudden they want us to define things specifically when they just want to speak in these really vague terms, assault weapons, they, they just make things up, you know, they, they make up these terms and they get the, you know, they have the corporate press to just, you know, parrot them and berate people with these fucking meaningless buzzwords. They do it with, they, they do it with everything, you know, trickle down economics is a good one. That's not a fucking thing. <laughs> assault weapons. It just, the, you know, they, they're very good at coming up at at basically painting like a mental picture. They're great 
at propagandizing people and creating this image in your mind of what they mean by assault weapon, by the by using these buzzwords, by taking advantage of a complicit corporate press, they are able to manipulate people into thinking of these when the average American uh, person hears the term assault weapon they're thinking of like fucking rambo like running around with the the fucking gatling gun off of a helicopter that he just ripped off and started shooting people with like that that's what the the american people are thinking that know nothing about firearms that's great to garner support for your bill they don't want to give details they don't want people to actually know what they're planning on getting rid of. They want to keep it as vague as possible so that you're thinking, okay, yeah, nobody should be able to go John Rambo on the world when in actuality they're using the image of John Rambo and the actual firearm of like anybody that's got a semi-automatic handgun. And isn't it interesting that in both the Buffalo shooting and this uh, Texas school shooting, granted in the Texas school shooting, he didn't actually have plates, but in both shooting instances, they had body armor, or or at least it was perceived that they had body armor. And that was like a big talking point of the shooting was the body armor. They've also yeah. gone back and talked about the amount of ammo that these that all of these different shooters have had. Like they went back to to the Vegas shooter and the amount of rounds that he had to this the Texas school shooter that he had like 16 or 1700 rounds. Like they talk about the amount of ammo they have. And, and how there's there are no restrictions on body armor and there are no restrictions on ammo purchasing. None of that is actually true, but like that's a huge talking point that they've used to push for more regulation and more restrictions on body armor and ammo sales. Whether that stuff actually gets through the House or Senate or what, whatever, like it is the next step that they're going to push. If they can't make guns themselves illegal they're going to make everything else that's connected to the guns illegal or they're going to try to restrict it as much as they possibly can right yeah and that's that's how they operate in every (laughs) that's one of the reasons why i don't have a lot of faith in cryptocurrencies because even if they can't get to the cryptocurrency they'll get to it through a subsidiary like through another fucking channel but i I don't want to go off on that um that tangent right now let's play the uh play the next biden clip because i think he talks specifically about what you were just mentioning and i I have a couple things i want to bring up on that like so many other communities across america i couldn't help but think there are too many other schools too many other everyday places that have become killing fields battlefields here in america We stood at such a place just 12 days before, across from a grocery store in Buffalo, New York, memorializing 10 fellow Americans, a spouse, a parent, a grandparent, a sibling, gone forever. Fort Hood, Texas, 2009, 13 dead and more than 30 injured. Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida, 2018, 17 dead, 17 injured. In both places, countless others suffering with invisible wounds. Red flag laws could have stopped both these shooters. Yeah. Yeah. The the, the U.S. government prefers its fucking uh, war zones overseas for sure. And we can get into some of those numbers. But, you know, they, they're couching all of this as a matter of 
saving the children, protecting the children, you know, magazines, banning assault weapons. Like, dude, once you take out the fucking teacher in a first grade class, I don't care if you have a musket. <laughs> like, you can go back to a 17, uh, you know, uh, 18th century musket. You've got a bunch of defenseless kids there. It doesn't matter if you've got a 10 round magazine uh, limitation, a five round magazine limitation. What are these kids going to do to you in the meantime while you're changing magazines? What are they going like, to do to you? And these kids aren't even allowed to carry pocket knives. Like, I mean, I don't know about you and, you know, uh, where you grew up, but like when I was a kid, we, we carried pocket knives to school. Like when we went out to recess, we were whittling on sticks and shit. Like these kids aren't even allowed to carry pocket knives. So that's some, that's some real hillbilly shit right there. No, we didn't do that. <laughs> Not in the concrete jungle. <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> I um, yeah. But I mean, the, the point is like, just think about it. Okay. If, if they're really interested in protecting children in schools, then no limitation you put on firearms is actually going to do that because they're little fucking kids and you're going to be, you know, a, a, a person in your fucking, what, 18 to 30. Most of these fucking school shooters are in that range. What What's a fucking nine, nine-year-old going to do to you? I mean, right. you don't even need a fucking gun to actually inflict damage on them. But no matter what kind of firearm you have, you will be fucking, you will have free reign inside that classroom to do whatever you want. Well, they're they're like just he, a bunch of little defenseless kids. He talks about the red flag laws. Like those already exist. That's, that's not something new. That's not something that's being created out of thin air. Like this, the red flag laws, isn't some new unique term. Those already fucking exist. So yeah, why don't they, you want to give it more teeth? Right. And why, why is it that every single one of these shooters has been on a FBI watch list and interrogated by the FBI at some point in the year prior to the shooting? Like that, that is the definition of red flag. That is the definition of red flag is the fact that they're already on a watch list and they have been interrogated by the FBI and that yet they're still allowed to carry out these, these shootings. Like maybe well, is it, utilize isn't it amazing? What, yeah. Utilize. It, it's amazing. Play. Yeah. It's amazing that, you know, no matter how many ways that they fail, everything they fucking do fails. They, their incompetence is on full display, but they're not the ones to blame here. It's gun owners. It's the guns. It's the American people who are at fault. It's law-abiding citizens who who have to have more of their God-given rights taken away, subject to the whims of a fucking lunatic shooting up a school because of the the failures of governments to protect their their schools and, and all these other and and utilize the the red flag laws and other tools that they have at their disposal. No matter what fa- the fa- the government failure is. They always point the finger away from themselves. It's truly unbelievable that there's no culpability on their end. And just imagine if this was, you know, this school was run by Walmart, you know, like Tom Woods always says. And Walmart has these fucking uh, these people on watch. Like they've heard they've gotten complaints about these kids and they do nothing about it. And then the kid goes and kills a bunch of people. And Walmart's like, the problem is that this other company sold them a gun. It's like. Not really. No. I mean, I mean, yeah, it'd be nice if the fucking crazy 18 year old kid didn't have a gun. But what about all, all of the fucking failures on your end? We're going to talk about that at all. And speaking of 
passing the responsibility on. Like part of his speech was talking about um, removing the immunity that the gun manufacturers have. Okay, there are roughly we're for rounding purposes, we're going to call it forty thousand gun deaths annually. All right, two thirds of those are suicides. So the rest are homicides. There are more automobile deaths annually than that. There's roughly 45 to 50,000 automobile deaths per year. Are we going to hold the auto manufacturers responsible? Even better, there are somewhere in the neighborhood of 110,000 drug overdoses per year. And while that sounds like the, the average person who, who hears 110,000 drug overdoses deaths per year is going to think, oh, they're doing like Coke or uh, meth. No, probably 80% of those are actually uh, legal prescription drugs. Are we going to hold the pharmaceutical companies responsible for that 80 to 90,000 deaths per year? Like literally double what what the gun industry puts out? Or the physicians for prescribing the meds in a lot of cases. Yeah, that is a that is a fucking can of worms that like if you open that up, they don't even have the fucking system in place to adjudicate all, all, like all of those fucking claims in one area or another. Like imagine what the entire judicial system would just be dedicated to those types of lawsuits then. Well, and even if they do, I know there have been at least at least two cases that I've heard of that have that have been a um family member of a victim of a gun related crime that has sued a gun manufacturer. I don't know where it's gone. I, I, I really haven't. Uh, and it's to my own detriment. I haven't paid enough attention to that, but even if it does go in their favor and they win against the gun manufacturer, it's going to get appealed. Like these gun manufacturers, they have entire legal teams that are dedicated to this. Like it's going to get appealed and appealed and appealed until it ultimately gets kicked to the Supreme court. And, and then you're going to get like the actual ruling on it because the, you know, the U S government and Congress, they're never actually going to put any legislation in place about this. So, so, so that's where it's going to, that's where it's going to really play out is in the Supreme court eventually. Yeah. But then we'll just, we'll stack the Supreme court if we don't get the verdict that we like. I mean, you know, they better do I would, I would entertain. Yeah, I would entertain putting the some of the culpability on fucking parents for letting their fucking kids run amok like this. Like if anybody should be fucking culpable, it's for you, you raising a fucking demon monster and unleashing him on the rest of society. Isn't, <laughs> isn't that the truth? OK, so this one in here, I started him shooting guns when he was. What four years old? Huh? About four. About four. When he was able to stand and actually like pull the physically pull the trigger himself without help. That's when we started him shooting. At eight years old, that's when I bought him his first gun. Like he is he he is a dead eye. He can uh, he can snipe a squirrel out of a tree. Like he he is a brilliant shot. He also has a huge respect for guns. He knows gun safety. Like. He, he knows what to do. The parents that are allowing these kids to, to be uh, indoctrinated by federal agents and ultimately end up like 
taking these guns and going out and shooting up schools like that's a parent problem and and they never come from good like two parent homes they're never from uh, even even if you look back to the original case of a school shooting which was Michael Carneal at Heath High School in Paducah Kentucky uh, my my cousins both went to the school when it happened. Uh, neither of them were there that morning, fortunately. But when you when you go back all the way to the very first like school shooting that kind of kicked this whole thing off with, with Michael, he came from a broken home. He spent most of his time with his grandmother and grandfather who were old, like considerably older and distant. He didn't have adult role models. He didn't have adult supervision. He just kind of did whatever the fuck he wanted and he was a weird ass kid and people kind of picked on him yeah and that's what it boils down to is they have destroyed the nuclear family and since the destruction of that you have seen all of these sorts of uh degenerate instances and behaviors just increase exponentially right yeah and they don't i don't understand this aversion to having the American people take fucking responsibility for something like own up to your goddamn mistakes. Oh, you fucked your kid up. That's your fault. It's not the gun manufacturer's fault. It's not the school's fault. Like you are a fucking horrible parent. And there were signs. I don't care. Like none of these fucking kids just got up one day and they were perfectly happy go lucky kids with no fucking issues and no signs of this. And they just woke up one day and decided to shoot their grandma in the fucking face and go kill a bunch of fucking eight year olds. That doesn't happen. There are probably hundreds, if not thousands of signs day after day that go ignored by the people that are supposed to be fucking raising these kids. Okay. So this week Buck had um, Mark McDonald, who is a, uh, a doctor and a, I'm pretty sure he's a psychiatrist. Like he works with children. And he, one of the things that he talked about was the fact that whenever he sees kids, especially like teenagers, the number one thing that they do is they're like, they won't make eye contact. Their faces are just buried in their phones. Uh, like they, they have been conditioned to look down and to, to not interact socially. And the problem that we're seeing in modern society is that the parents are doing the same fucking thing and not acknowledging and addressing and interacting with their children because they are also buried in the fucking phone. They're buried in social media and they don't pay attention to it. Yeah. Or they're just burying their head in the sand because they don't, you know, I don't know, denial or they just don't want to deal with it. And they, they want to pass the responsibility off onto the fucking government to raise their kids. The government, these fucking lunatics, the Joe Bidens of the world, that they're the ones that are supposed to be fucking helping you raise responsible adults. It, it, it really is just fucking it, it. Look at the results. You've been passing off more and more responsibility of raising your kids onto these government schools, onto these government agents, um, and less responsibility on yourselves. No, but no American fucking owns up to anything anymore. It's always just fucking finger pointing. And they look to you, you know, you look to these politicians, they they want to be considered role models and shit. All they do is point fingers at everybody else, too. It's fucking despicable. And, you know, the idea that they're going to we're going to give them more red flag, red flag laws to enforce. These are the people that fucking lock the American people in their homes, essentially, for two years. Did you see this? He One of the 
one of the phrases that he used in his speech was to enact safe storage laws. So if you go and you look up, so th- this was the first time I'd heard this. So I went and looked it up because I'm, I'm that uh, nut job. Safe storage laws effectively dictate how you go about storing, handling, and keeping your firearms, ammunition, everything in your own home. Like it's regulation and law specifically designed to force you in your own home, in your own personal life to do whatever it is that the government says that you're allowed to do with your guns. Like they have to be handled and stored and maintained and kept in a specific way that is dictated by the state. You don't get to just have a a big ass gun safe stuffed in a closet over there that may or may not be locked. Yeah. And I'm sure you'll be subject to just random ATF raids or something like that. Like as if you're a, uh, an FFL dealer or something like that, where they can just come in and check to see if you've stored all your guns properly. And like, how, how do people not think that this isn't going to result in like a, a slippery, slippery slope type of scenario where, okay, now they can come in and they can look at uh, what your thermostat's set at because you're not being very environmentally conscious with, with the way that you're managing your uh, heat and air and your electric. Uh, what are your, are your lights on? Uh, what's your food situation like? Like, are you storing your food properly? Do you have the right foods? Do you have the correct organic foods or are you buying the GMO foods that are destroying the environment? Like, at what point is there a, is there a cutoff? Because once they can dictate how you're allowed to just safely store your own guns and ammunition, what's to stop them from dictating how you do literally every other fucking thing in your life, period. Yeah. Yeah. Once you, you sacrifice the, you know, just 1% of the principle, you, you sacrifice a hundred percent of the whole fucking thing. And the, like the idea that the, again, like that they actually, these are the people that care about children. They care about safety. These people are fucking monsters. They're absolute monsters. I found this, uh, you know, Joe Biden was talking about all the all the shootings, all the school shootings, you know, Sandy Hook, the, the Buffalo shooting just 10 days before where 10 people were killed and, you know, 15 people killed here and 20 people killed there. And it's just like, I, I, I just for fun, like I Googled, you know, the uh, the drone warfare statistics just as like, a, I don't know. Not what aboutism per se, but some perspective on this issue because they claim to have the moral high ground, right? These are the people that that really care. They they want safety, especially for children. They want due process. They want people to have the right to life and all of that good stuff, right? Now this site actually is is pretty cool. Um, it's the Bureau of Investigative Journalism, and they've been tracking. Uh, drone strike statistics for it depends on the uh, the arena and they track the number of strikes, the number of people killed, the number of civilians killed and the number of children killed. So if, if they're going to get up on fucking stage and talk about how they're just so distraught over these children being shot, which, again, is tragic. I agree. We could just as easily stand up and and talk about what these people have been doing to the world for the last 20 years or so. In Afghanistan from January 15th 
to the present. That's just the last, what, uh, seven and a half years. 14,000 minimum confirmed strikes between 8,858 and 16,901 people killed of that between 910 and 2,200 civilians killed. 283 children minimum, 454 maximum. That's just the, you know, these are the estimates of the last seven years. Pakistan since 2004, uh, between 172 and 207 children killed in drone strikes. You want to go to Yemen? We can do that. Yemen since 2002. The Yemenis, uh, about 50 children killed since 2004. Um, Somalia. I mean, the list goes on and on. They're killing children indiscriminately all around the world. Thousands of civilians, just the the, the total numbers of these, was it five countries? Yeah. It's like 17,000 people killed, 500 children. It, it's fucking crazy, man. The, the, these are, this is, these are fucking psychopath killers that have no fucking qualms about just dropping a bomb on a fucking school or hitting a wedding or, or, or an American citizen without due process. They do this shit every day to it, you know, for the most despicable purposes you can fucking imagine not to win a war or anything like that, but to fucking perpetuate this military industrial complex and to line their fucking pockets with blood money. And we're, we're, we're supposed to look to them. They, they have the moral high ground on this issue. Absolute bullshit. To that point, like even here in the U.S., I, I'm, I'm almost positive you touched on it on uh, an episode we did last week. The number of kids that get killed in Chicago. In Chicago alone. Like kids who get caught in gang violence crossfire in Chicago alone outnumber yeah. the number of kids who get shot in school shootings every year. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, they won't, they won't single that out, but they will include it in their fucking dishonest statistics. When Joe Biden was saying, I think he said in that clip, like more children died in uh, school and shootings in the U S than in like, than soldiers or than active duty police officers. He's including all of those kids being shot in Chicago. Not not just school shootings. He talks about school shootings and then he includes all these other fucking statistics in there. But they won't isolate those statistics because that's black on black gang violence. That's Hispanic fucking gang violence on the west side of Chicago. Every single fucking time. I've Every single it. fucking time. I've talked it's about not it school too. shootings. It's just indiscriminate drive-by shootings, gang territory fights. Because mm-hmm. Why? Why? Because they fucking made it illegal to fucking possess drugs. Now, what do you think is going to happen when they do the same thing with guns? I've talked about it too many times. Whenever they talk about like actual gun violence, gun deaths, Alabama and Arkansas always rank high at the top, and they always talk about how they have some of the loosest gun restrictions. If you remove suicides from those statistics, they drop into the bottom 10 immediately. Like they use their their gun related, you know, deaths. They blow these numbers up with stats that don't apply to what they're actually talking about just to create this scenario that fits the narrative that they're trying to pitch. And the average person is too fucking stupid to go look at it beyond just, okay, 
that's the politician that we hired. They must know what they're talking about. So, so we believe them. Exactly. Well, because they care. Yeah. They're, they're fucking, they're all heroes. They all care. And, you know, if you have a solution to the actual problem, then you don't need to fudge the fucking statistics. You don't need to be dishonest about it. You don't need to include gang shootings with your school shootings and just talk about, you know, and make it sound like these are all just kids in a school getting shot. You don't need to do that if the solutions to the problem actually address the problem. You need to do that if you're being a dishonest, pussy, fucking lying politician. At the at the end of the day, the number one thing that we need to do is raise raise the age to buy a weapon to 21. I, yeah, That's- you know, I'm especially with how fucking underdeveloped kids are. I'm fine with that. Like, well, we're at it. Let's raise the voting age to twenty-one and the uh, the age to serve in the military. Like, I'm actually, oh yeah, I'm actually fully supportive of that. You know, I I think the minimum voting age should be like thirty-five. Like, like you have to get out of fucking college. You have to have a fucking job. You have to start paying taxes before you get to just start voting. You know, for to take other people's stuff away. I, I, I don't have much I, else to say on it, except that they're just a, they're a bunch of fucking liars and they're despicable people. Stop looking to them to raise your kids. Stop looking to them for moral, for morality, for moral high ground. You don't fucking have it just because we don't want people, people's God given right to defend themselves to be taken away. Doesn't mean we're not just as upset about fucking kids getting shot as you are. We actually just want to fucking solve the problem, get to the root of it, not take away the the one thing that's statistically proven to limit the uh the destruction in that arena. And we went over those statistics on the last one, so again, you you can't just listen to this episode in a vacuum. You got to you got to stick with us for each and every episode. All right. Well, uh I I think I think we got, made our point on this one. There's a lot of there's a lot of nuance to it, but at the end of the day, if a politician is suggesting for any reason that they need to take your guns away, just go ahead and assume that they have absolutely nothing but bad intentions for you in the future. Like that's yeah, history proves that. And again, that's that's the problem with with fucking democracy, as you were pointing out, and government in general is like all of these issues are complicated and there's nuance to it. But nobody, especially the average voter, can't handle nuance. They don't have time for nuance. They have lives to get through. So the, you know, the bumper sticker fucking policies, those play well. Those play well to people. And and you see this all throughout, just not not even just the gun issue, but all the other issues where it's like special interests stand to gain hundreds of millions of dollars a year from just like a little tax here or a little regulation there that maybe it costs you fucking 10 cents a year. So uh, how interested are you going to be in that to fight it? Uh, it, Not very, but how interested is that fucking who's ever benefiting from that legislation? How interested are they going to be to promote it? Very. And that's why you end up with a bunch of special interests fucking running Washington and a bunch of, a bunch of, uh, Pussy politicians doing their bidding. All right. Uh, we will wrap on that. You got anything to uh, plug before we go? Oh, I might do a live stream on Sunday night. We'll see how it goes. All right. We got a happy hour here in about three hours. So keep uh, keep that drink full. Um, stay tuned for some super spreader updates. I will have those probably later 
this uh, next week, maybe I might have some finalized plans and I'll be doing the uh, summer porch tour with Robbie, the fire Bernstein, June 19th. Haven't put tickets up on sale for that yet, but they will be going up soon. So keep your uh, ears and eyes peeled for that. Like I said on the last episode or two episodes before the rant, that um, if you are a supporting listener of the show, I will allow you into that for free. One of the perks of being a supporting listener that helps us fund our advertising, keep our lights on and uh, grow the reach of this show. So thank you all for doing that. We will link to that in the description. If you would like to become a supporting listener and join us for the happy hours, we're doing one this Friday and next Friday. And then we'll be back on our regularly scheduled uh, drinking schedule. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I do have another uh, speaking gig coming up later this year in Mexico. I'll get you the details on that as well. Unrelated to the super spreader, but it'll probably be like a month before for anybody out there. If you guys can do all that for us, we will be back on Tuesday with a brand new episode for you. And until then, you know the drill. Just keep on peddling that so-called fiction. Peace.